Good morning, folks, and welcome to this week's Nerdy Newsstand, brought to you by Keppa Paint Company, with colors ranging from insubordination blue to fuck off fuchsia. Paint your house with the strongest paint around. Try as you might, it'll never come off. Uh, this week we will be taking a look at a couple of stories, um, just three, and then... Per uh, Johnny OG's request, we I'm going to be dropping into a longer sort of rant, I guess, or give my thoughts on The Last Jedi. Um, so a very, very belated review, um, but always happy to talk about some Star Wars, please. So let's kick it off. Uh, the first story this week, the Dark Phoenix trailer dropped. Um, I actually mentioned this movie last week as one that I was, I think I put it at a 1 out of 10 lightsabers. Um, because I did not expect it to be any good at all. And the trailer was very, very confusingly good. Like, I have no idea what to make of that. Um, it looks like they're kind of playing up the horror element of her being so powerful a little bit, which is cool. Um, it also looks like it'll have pretty good action. There was a set piece on a train that kind of reminded me of Han Solo, um... So yeah, I don't know. The trailer the trailer was like very good. Well constructed trailer. And I think the movie might even end up being pretty good. Um it the director is Simon Kinberg, so he he did do things, notably Logan. Um so he does know how to do a good movie. A good specifically X Men movie. Um so I don't know. I don't this is a big old question mark to me now after that trailer, but very good trailer. So potentially exciting coming up on the horizon. Um and then that does that's out of the way for everything that is not Star Wars related, because now we're going to jump into the Star Wars segment. Two big sort of stories um, coming around this week. The first was that they, uh, a writer at StarWars.com and a few other publications online uh, were finally allowed to publish about Star Wars Galaxy's Edge, which is the theme park that is coming to Disney parks this year, uh, summer this year to Disneyland, California, and then fall, I believe, for the Florida one, the Orlando Disney World. Um, but they, um, some people got a early access sort of tour. I think it was open for three days, if I remember correctly. Um, and they were able to sort of walk around and just experience everything as a sort of very small scale, almost dress rehearsal, I guess, for the upcoming opening. And universally, across the board, the reviews were through the roof. I'll link to one of these articles uh, on the um, Miles Offside Twitter account, but it just really, really cool stuff coming out. Um, if you've ever been to the Harry Potter theme parks down in Florida, or I, I actually there is one in California now as well, uh, the Wizarding World, um, you'll probably re remember that by far the coolest thing about them is how immersive they are. Like, not even just going in the rides and the rides themselves, but, you know, for example, on Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey, just waiting in line inside Hogwarts Castle and just walking around Hogwarts Castle and stuff. Like, that's, to me, that's my favorite part of it. Um, it really is incredibly immersive. Like, the moment you step through the walls at Diagon Alley, you genuinely feel like you're in Diagon Alley from the books. And from the way everyone's describing this, it is going to have the same effect, um, which makes sense because Disney is... Very, very good at what they do, um, especially with regards to theme parks. Um, so 
by all accounts, it does seem like it's going to be incredibly, like, moving. A bunch of people described getting emotional upon walking in. And it's not even an area that we've ever seen before. Uh, the name of the planet is... I forget what it is. Um, Buntu or something like that? Oh, Batu. Batu. Um, and so... But it it's going to be set during the time of the Resistance, so the current trilogy um, between the First Order and the Resistance. Uh, and there's going to be like a storyline to it. They're going to have an app that allows you to obviously make restaurant reservations and um, ride reservations and all that stuff. But as you can hold it up to walls, it'll translate like the alien symbols and you can use it to sort of uncover stories along the way. Different If you talk to the different um, cast members is what they call them, um, which is the people that work at Disney, then they will either be like on the side of the resistance or on the side of the first order. Just sounds like really, really, really a lot of thought and care went into, like, every little detail of it, which, again, is not unexpected, but just incredibly, incredibly exciting. Um, the two big rides are going to be one where you're on the Millennium Falcon flying it and shooting TIE Fighters and stuff with up to f- six people, I believe. And, like, you sit in the actual cockpit, um, fully recreated, of the Millennium Falcon, and while you're waiting in line, you get to walk around the Millennium Falcon and stuff, so that just... Very exciting. And then the other one, um, I didn't fully understand all of what they were talking about, but it seems like they invented a new type of ride that is not on a track. It's like a cart that is controlled by other stuff. I don't remember. I didn't really understand what they meant, but apparently you're just like in a hangar bay of a a destroyer, a first order destroyer, and there's all sorts of adventures, and Kylo Ren is there, and Finn and Poe and Rey are there, and... Um, and then like all the shops and stuff, there's going to be a place where you can make a lightsaber. Um, there's going to be a place where you can make a droid. They're going to have restaurants that sell like the blue milk from the original trilogy and the green milk that he gets from that walrus giraffe looking thing in Last Jedi. Um, you know, lots of different ways for Disney to take all of my money. Please just take it. I'd be, I'd please. Um, and then the other Star Wars story this week. Um, besides the incredibly exciting stories about Galaxy's Edge, um, which I'm going to wait to go to, by the way. I think I'm going to like wait, put it off by a year as much as it pains me because I don't want it to be the most insanely crowded thing. I went to Harry Potter Land the year it opened and it was really amazing, but also like a little unpleasant with how insane everything was. Um, and it was much, much better. I went back the year after, so I might just skip that first whole wave of madness at the park. But uh, the other stores stuff is that on... Monday, I believe it was, or Sunday, maybe, love last week, um, there was a ton of rumors dropped about what shows are going to be on Disney Plus when it premieres. Um, so one of them that we officially know and is confirmed is The Mandalorian. That's the John Favreau show. He's the guy who did Iron Man 1 um, about basically a Boba Fett knockoff um, being played by Pedro Pascal. Uh, he's an amazing actor, so that's kind of cool. But then the rumors now is that there's going to be a, oh no, this one's official, sounds like. They're doing a Cassian Andor, the, the main guy, not the main character, uh, from Rogue One um, prequel, just, you know, like the adventures of Cassian Andor in the early days of the Rebellion. They're bringing animated Clone Wars back, that's official also, um, but the other shows, one of them is a show about Captain Phasma, the adventures of Captain Phasma when she was younger. 
um, which I guess could be good. Anything can be good, depending on, you know, the execution. Um, one of the other ones was a young Princess Leia show. I know that people have talked about that. Um, and then also the Obi-Wan show, which would, that's the one that to me got me the most excited. But there's a whole list of a bunch of them. Young Princess Leia. Uh, what else? I'm pulling this up right here. Oh, a, a Knights of Ren show. That could be really good um, if they do it almost like as a war band of brothers type thing. I don't know. That's what I'm envisioning. But a Knights of Ren show is potentially on the works. Um, and the, the Obi-Wan show would be like, because I know we were supposed to get the Obi-Wan movie and then the whole thing with Solo not being great happened. Um, and so we didn't end up getting an Obi-Wan movie, it looks like now. But if they do a show, even if it's just like a limited run one season type of thing that would be so cool um so that's it for the news which means it's time to talk about the last jedi uh just literally just rewatched it like it just finished i don't know 15 minutes ago um on the blu-ray player the wife and i had a little adventure um there's two competing thoughts on Last Jedi that go on in my head and they oscillate back and forth into all eternity such that I have no idea, even after all this time, what I actually think of Last Jedi. And I was hoping it would crystallize a bit more um, in terms of like giving it a final opinion. Is it Was it good? Was it bad? Etc. Um, but it didn't help. Just equally confused every time I watch it, like I am right now. Um, the first part of me is the one that sees this movie in sort of isolation and recognizes that it's basically like a masterpiece, especially for sci-fi fantasy genre. Um, it's so well done for the most part. There are some really notable, terrible things, specifically the, you know, the Canto bite sequence that everyone complains about, um, with the orphan and the weird horse looking things. Um, and most of actually, Finn's storyline in this movie. They think they just didn't know what to do with him. Um, so they just sent him off on a side adventure with Rose. A lot of people hate on Rose, the new character. I don't particularly care about her one way or another. Um, but I did think that it was a lot of screen time and sort of attention given to a storyline and a set of characters that, like, I like Finn, but that, that, that yeah, it was bad. That was bad. Um, but that aside, like, that, I think it's it's a really, really, really fucking good movie. Um, I think it's fascinating the way they sort of subvert some of the tropes of Star Wars. So, you know, notably, like, in the whole original trilogy, they just set off with no plan and hope that everything works out. And they kind of stumble their way through an, a victory at the end of the day. Um, especially, like, you think about Return of the Jedi. They fuck up left and right. And then, like, you know, they just everything works out okay because it's a movie um and you know you can make an in-world argument for like oh it's the force sort of making sure that things that were meant to happen are going to happen or blah blah blah, blah. but it, you know i mean they're they're older movies so like you can get away with that and then they're supposed to be like relatively simple relatively pure and i love them dearly so like i clearly don't have a problem with that but it was refreshing to see like finn and poe just be like okay we're gonna save the day and then they stumble blindly around in the dark. And when you think at the very end that it's about to work out for them, it's like, oh, shit. Oops. Uh, this was a mistake. And so it was, that's kind of really cool that they do that. Um, 
I know a lot of people going into the movie were really worried about Luke Skywalker. Um, they were like, oh, clearly they handed it off at the end of Force Awakens because they didn't know what to do with him. He's old. He's never been a particularly good actor to begin with. Um, so people were very worried coming into this movie what they would do with Luke and how Mark Hamill's performance would be received. Um, I think that there's a lot of controversy about what they did with Luke, although I tend to like um, a lot of it. Um, I'll put that out there right now. But his performance just really jumps out as like a fucking fantastic performance uh, from him. I think better than any other Luke Skywalker performance that he's put in on any stage uh, throughout this whole sort of universe or saga. Um, he crushed it. I think the Kylo and Rey's scenes are spectacular. Um, the whole fight sequence at the end on the desert planet with all the red dirt and the sunsets and the different angles, the camera angles they take, phenomenal. The lightsaber battle in the throne room with the Praetorian Guard where um, Kylo and Rey are on the same team, like just kind of hacking them down. That's such a good battle. There's so many things in this movie that are really, 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 really fucking cool. Um, and it's really well done. Oh my god, that scene where she flies the ship into Snoke's ship at light speed and it just cuts through and there's like a solid five second, just the deepest silence you've ever heard before the explosion happened. That's breathtaking. Like genuinely one of the best single moments that I've ever seen captured on film, independent of Star Wars or otherwise. Like it's just so fucking beautiful and like crazy that moment blows my mind so there's there's so much good in this movie um and it it is like i think genuinely just a masterpiece of the sci-fi fantasy genre um the problem with it is that it exists within a larger context and within that context specifically to someone who is an incredibly passionate and just like deep Star Wars fan, there were certain things that I felt were, I I want to say disrespectful, for lack of a better word. Um, I think if this had been the first movie of a new trilogy, then it would have set the tone for that trilogy, um, and I would have been happier, I guess, with some of the choices that they made to just, like, that would fit in with the whole subverting the tropes. And being like, oh, this isn't your dad's Star Wars. You know, this is going to be, there's going to be more consequences to their actions. It's going to be maybe a little darker, a little grittier, although the sort of media world seems to be moving away from that at large. But, you know, the the villain is complicated and they make fun of his helmet. So he tears it apart because wearing big goofy space helmets is kind of doofy. Like all of those things are cool or at least interesting and when executed almost perfectly masterfully as they were in this movie certainly things worth exploring um but my favorite star wars movie is force awakens and i recognize that force awakens objectively is not as good of a movie as last jedi um it's you know it's fairly generic it doesn't really do anything new that wasn't already seen in new hope or in empire or return of the jedi um a bit of all three of those really but the biggest comparisons drawn mostly to New Hope. Um, and all, all of those criticisms of Force Awakens are true. But I think what it did better than any other Star Wars movie is it 
distills the essence of what makes people love those movies down to its purest, most concentrated form. And so Force Awakens is just just fucking fun. Like you just you watch it and you think to yourself every five minutes, God damn, I love Star Wars. And this is so Star Wars. It's the most Star Wars of all the movies. Um, and that's not by accident. That's very much by design. Um, and it just, it was perfect. It was a perfect way to launch this new era, the Disney era, um, and to just bring everyone back. Like, there's a reason it made so much fucking money. It's because everyone was like, oh, this is basically going home. This is amazing. I, I, I universally praised, you know, the, the genuine criticisms of it, like being, I guess, mediocre on a, like, objective movie level, or it's like just barely above average, or whatever it is that people say, um... But it, it was it just made us all so happy to have and grateful because I remember when Sith happened and I was like, oh, OK, that wasn't great, but it's the last Star Wars movie I'll ever get. And I kind of made my peace with that over the years. And then all of a sudden Force Awakens comes and it's like this new sort of second chance at Star Wars movies and new material. And they crushed it. They like they nailed it. And part of what they did that was cool as the first movie of a trilogy or of a sort of not reboot, but a reset of the universe is they set up all this mystery stuff that could leave you talking for two years about who's Plagueis, Ray is whose kid, you know, all the, I, I, the countless conversations I had about like, oh, Ray is Luke's daughter. No, Ray is Obi-Wan's granddaughter. No, Ray is... You know, there's so many theories out there that, and like the whole, you know, is Plagueis or, um, what's his name? What's his actual name? I don't, the fucking guy. Yeah, whatever. I thought he was Plagueis. Um, but turns out he's no one. Snoke. That's his name. Wow. Sorry. Um, you know, is Snoke Plagueis? All the, people put so many hours into these things that we were basically told are going to be important because, like, they made hints. You know, Maz Kanata goes, who is she? Really? And all that stuff. But then Ryan Johnson comes in. <laughs> Sorry about that. That was my alarm. Um, Ryan Johnson. <laughs> Ryan Johnson comes in, and he literally, with his first scene with uh, between Ray and Luke... Like, or I guess it's not literally the first scene in the movie, but, he, you know, she goes to hand him the lightsaber and he, like, petulantly just throws it over his shoulder, which feels pretty out of character. Like, that was an important moment, clearly, to Luke Skywalker. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been dressed up in his traditional Jedi robes. Um, and and that, to me, like, very much set the tone for the rest of the movie in that it had almost an open disdain for Force Awakens and since Force Awakens is Star Wars distilled to its purest essence for Star Wars at large. Um, the Kylo Ren scene where he destroys his helmet. It was a cool helmet. Like, I, I like that design and that's part of the charm of Star Wars is like these goofy characters. And I just, I feel like it was a Star Wars movie that seems to hate other Star Wars movies. And again, if you're if you're starting something new and you execute it as fucking perfectly as that was executed, then, you know, more power to you. And that's cool. And I'm in. 
But this was a pure slap in the face to J.J. Abrams and Force Awakens. Um, and was like, nah, fuck it, you. I don't care about anything you set up. Ray is no one. Snoke is dead. So he, who fucking cares who he is? Like, it, it seemed to dislike other Star Wars movies. And that, as someone who loves other Star Wars movies, and especially Force Awakens, which is the one that this is the most directly in conflict with on a sort of philosophical level, um, is confusing. Because I love Force Awakens and I want to love Last Jedi, and but I and I know when I recognize that Last Jedi is like objectively really really amazing, and I like every individual scene of Last Jedi sort of on its own, but it, it it's just emotionally confusing, and I and I it's been what almost a year and a half since it came out, and I'm still not any closer to knowing if I actually like it or not. Um, I will always defend it because it is a really good movie and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, Ryan Johnson ruined, uh, Star Wars and Disney doesn't know what they're doing and blah, blah, blah. It's like, they made some choices and they were interesting choices and they were executed really well. And I strongly believe that pretty much anything can be good when it's done. Any idea can be good if it's executed, you know, to the level that it requires for how crazy of an idea it is. And I think they basically did that. But I can't seem to get over the emotional hump of like, shit, I put in all this time thinking about these theories and like caring about this stuff that they told me to care about explicitly. And now none of it matters. And are they going to come back? Like now they brought J.J. Abrams back in. So does that mean that they're going to go back and revisit the whole Ray parentage issue um, or the Plagueis Snoke issues? And... It just feels out of place at best and um, sort of malicious at worst. Um, But it is an amazing movie and I I do like watching it. Like when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, Star Wars is great. So I don't know. That's where I'm at, I guess, with Last Jedi. Um, But thanks for tuning in. Uh, Johnny OG, shout out for the love on the nerdy news and it's nice to know that people are actually listening or at least one person is actually listening um and i'll see you all next week